You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 744, Flight of the Dragon. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros, and, um, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm the only host, so. Uh, hey, how you guys doing? It's It's been a little bit. Uh, so, it's been, I think, I, I'd have to check, but I think it's been about six months since I recorded an episode. Uh, I'm trying to check what the date of the recording of the last episode was. That doesn't seem... Well, it was birthday episode, so it went around Jul- January 15th or so. It is now July July 18th. It's been a while. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, some stuff's happened uh, in the game, uh, and uh, I feel like it was time to record an episode. So, here you go. Uh, so, for me, I mean, I've, I've played some WoW here and there. Um, been playing in the alpha lately, um, since I got invited the other day, uh, played some Diablo Immortal, I've played other games here and there, um, just kind of been relaxing, uh, not putting too much pressure on myself to, to do stuff that I wasn't interested in doing, and doing stuff that I didn't enjoy, so, playing WoW, and I figured it'd be a good time to talk about some more. So, for, for... For me, I mean, uh, stuff that I know, that off the top of my head I can think of that's happened since our last episode, um, they announced an expansion. So, World of Warcraft Dragonflight. The intro was really good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the, the trailer, lots of emotion behind it. Yeah, it was good. I, I, I really felt it, felt the emotion behind it, um, and it really made me excited that said you know there, there's more to the the question of world of warcraft than just does it look good because you know honestly the games look good for many years so there's not a question of does it not look good it's a question of does it bring you joy to play it for a while now even before the lawsuit stuff i ha- i was not hiding the fact that it wasn't bringing a lot of joy dragonflight might get me back but there is a, a question mark on that and I understand that question mark is is like tipping over a domino, and we'll get to that a bit later. So, Dragonflight is expected to release this year. The alpha just launched. Beta is accepting signups now, and I am I'm in the alpha right now. I think it's just one zone that's available right now. It is a nice expansion. I'll talk a little bit more about some of the details of that uh, a little bit in a little bit. But overall, I mean, y'all know I don't like Rathion in any way, shape, or form. And as he's the first dragon you interact with, he's like the starting person for this. Not a huge fan. However, that's not enough to make me not play it. I, I want to talk about my experiences. So uh, the first thing I did was I created a paladin. Of course, why wouldn't I? I am Medros. Why would I not do that, really? And then I went around to the different giant tauren around Stormwind, bought some stuff. Because they give you a lot of a lot of currency to try out stuff and and to to buy what you need to to or what you think you might need get through everything. Really interesting bug. So the 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 Rathion stuff in Stormwind has you go recruit some people. It, it almost looked like some of the this the stuff in there included the assumption that you were a Drakthir, even though I was a human paladin. I don't know if that's actually the case. Like it just may I just may have read it wrong. I'm actually gonna go through it on my Drakthir. Uh, next to try and see what that's like. But it was it was pretty cool. And then I went to the docks and talked to the gnome. 
that I recruited earlier. And then the quest said, go to the Duratar docks to proceed to Dragon Isles. You may recall, I, I had said I was in Stormwind. However, it was something to go to the Duratar docks. I did not go to the Duratar docks. Uh, I actually talked to the Torrent instead, who I'd already seen gave me the option saying, I'm, I'm done, I'm ready to go, send me over. I did that, and it automatically increased me to 65, because that's the Azure span is the one that's open now, and I guess you need to be 65 to do that. And then went out to Dragon Isles and started the, the, the process, the, the, the experience of going through there. Uh, the game automatically gave me some dragon riding stuff. I assumed that would come earlier in the expansion. One of the first zones would probably give me the dragon riding stuff and walk me through the training of that. Gotta say, uh, once you get a feel for it, which again would come with your training, really cool. Um, I understand there's like a, a, a meter you need to be watching for that to make sure you can do what you want to do. And the intricacies of controlling the dragon while you're doing that is kind of... It, it, it requires some finesse. It requires some learning. Uh, but overall, it was pretty good. Um, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, went on to run into Cadgar again. He'd been he'd been in Stormwind. Uh, went on to run into Cadgar. I don't know if it was Cadgar or Rathion sent me over to uh, Aldemon. Don't know why I was going to Aldemon. Um, but unless it's like a a time walking version where I'm like where it's like a level sixty five version, I'm pretty sure I can like cakewalk through through Aldemon no problem. Uh, and I might go back to to uh, stuff to do that. That might be like the pre-patch stuff that, that that's included in. I don't know. But anyways, so on Dragon Isles, um, had to defend against an attack by, I want to say it was progenitors, like sort of like proto-drakes, um, and then had to interact with Calicos or a mirror, one of the mirror images of Calicos, and then I kind of logged out after that. Um I didn't want to get too far into the story at that point. But, um, again, very interesting expansion so far. Love the art. Love the interactions. No voice lines in the game at all. Uh, not even for known characters. Like, Rathian has no voice lines in there. Cadgar had no voice lines. Like, narrated voice lines. Um, and lots of cinematic cutscenes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so, you start off. You go to the keep to meet up with Rathion. He gives you a cutscene, which is temp cutscene, which is like red X on the screen. You can't see anything. Nothing's playing. And then you go looking for the other people you have to recruit. And then you have to go talk to this Drakthir general. And he has like five cutscenes he can play for you to, I assume, give you some backstory on what's going on. Um, none of those are in the game yet. It's alpha, like first week or two of alpha. Not expecting a lot to be in the game yet. Um, really curious which of those is going to be the OMG, I can't believe that happened moment that was the original Wrathgate cinematic, uh, or if there will be one, because I remember back, back when that hit the alpha at the time, like, it didn't matter where you were in game, everybody told you, you have to go see this. Like, this is just an amazing cinematic, and they were not wrong. So, um... Like I said, I, I didn't do a lot in in the Dragon Isles, uh, which I know is kind of antithetical to what they want you to do, but I was kind of just dipping my toes. I wasn't, like, playing heavily. Now, this is the probably the 50th or 60th Paladin I've created in this game. From day one to now, I've created a lot of Paladin. So I'm pretty familiar with 
with when things change for the Paladins. And it seems like there's a bit more options, a little bit more um, style, things you choose, like what are your Paladins going to look like and so on. And that's really cool. So about a day or so after I played my Paladin, I decided, well, let me go take a look at the Drakthir. Let me see what the Drakthir look like. Um, this is the new shinies. I'd seen some people on Twitter who were saying that they were not happy. Uh, some quote-unquote influencers slash news people who are saying, oh, everybody hates the Drakthir. And I'm like, well, I find that hard to believe, but let me go take a look. Now, in the announcement, we saw what the Drakthir looked like. We saw their models. We knew what they were going to look like. So hearing that quote-unquote everybody hates Drakthir, I'm like, well... Why is the Alpha the first time I'm hearing that people hate the look of the Drakthir when we saw what they looked like in the announcement? And everybody was so excited then. Like, what has changed? So, I created a Drakthir. First, I want to tell you, the options for your Drakthir, holy god, that's a lot of options. Like, most characters you create in the game, you have one page of options. You can choose the hairstyle, the face look, the eyebrows sometimes. Uh, you can... So I do tattoos, like called Tiras, I think you can do tattoos. I think called Tiras, you can actually choose like three different body types, being like a thin Drak or thin uh, Kulturin to a thick Kulturin, uh, or, or a heavyset Kulturin. Um, a scar on the face sometimes for different races. Like, there's different things you can choose, and those options take give, take up one page. The Drakthir have five pages of options, guys. Five pages. Uh, you can choose the body size. You can choose different scale types, different scale, different. Um, what are they? I, I the the labels aren't quite right on some of the stuff, so I'm not sure what it's going to be called in the end. But like charring on your skin, I'm guessing from dragon fire. Um, you can choose whether you ha have horns, whether you don't have horns. You can choose. Whether there's scales on your forehead or not, what color or shape those are, uh, whether you have uh, or jewelry, whether your character automatically has armor underneath, whatever they're going to wear in game. Um, and then, like, literally that's one visage, that's your dragon visage, and then you can go over to your your humanish visage, and there's even more options, or, or as many options as there was in the dragon visage. So, um... I am 100% certain that this is going to cause a lot of people to say, oh my god, I need this. I need this for my Kul'Turin, for my Troll, for my Tauren. Like, every race, every, people who play any race are going to want this many options in creating a character. And I guarantee you, if this stuff's not available in the in the, um, in the in the hair, in the barbershop, it's go people are going to re-roll their characters in some cases. Uh, especially a low-level character, they will re-roll that character just to have the look they want. Uh, it is it is absolutely insane how much options there were. And and I'm, I understand, like, there are some games out there that I've played. Please understand, I've, I've played a lot of those games where you have, like, Sim, Sims 4 level of control. Or, like, you can go from tall to short. You, you could technically make a, a, a tall dwarf a short human, a giant gnome like all kinds of stuff like so many controls and so many things but for world of warcraft a game that has been out for 15 years and that i've played for 15 years um that's pretty incredible that, that's really an incredible 
increase to the level of detail that you can control on a Drek'thir. And um, I really hope that Blizzard finds some way to revisit the models they've previously visited so that players have that level of control going forward. Like, players are going to want this. Uh, they're almost to the point going to be demanding this going forward. Um, and I really hope Blizzard listens and sees how passionate people are to have that level of control. I know it's going to take a lot of work. I understand and accept that. And I think the players accept that. Like, we all know how long it took and, and the limited amount they did each time to to add in new models and, and improved models for older races. And some of those never even got their, their new models. But people are going to absolutely want to have the level of um, of models that the draft here have. Like, I, I guarantee you. Um, it, if, they, if they don't give it to the players by the end of this expansion, um, a lot of players are going to be unhappy if, there's, if, if it's not even addressed, I should say. If it's addressed and people are like, understanding of where things are and, and the level of detail required, that might be enough. But I, I absolutely understand that there will be some people who are going to be like, okay, let me know when you have this in there and I'll be back. But until you have a human, a gnome, a dwarf who has this level of control or better levels of control, um, I'm not going to play the game. Um, I'm sad for those people, but I wouldn't be surprised to hear that from certain people. So the Drakthir controls blew me away. Uh, really impressed with that. Um, I am... I'm truly hopeful that we will have that level of control for other other races. Um, I haven't tried the direct here in a, in a play setting. I haven't even I haven't I, I created a character, but I haven't logged in the character yet. I, I'm very curious to see how their flight is compared. Like the the, the only ways I can really compare to is uh, flight compared to the demon hunter because that's the only really other race that has their own flight without a mount. Um, I, I'm very familiar with the Demon Hunter. Played it a lot. Um, their gliding is really good. I like it. And that really impacted my enjoyment of Legion. Um, but I want to see... Uh, I want to see other other options. I want to see how they handle that kind of stuff. Because if you're if your director can't fly, I'm confused. You know? Does that make any sense? Um, I, I think... If I recall from the announcement, they are starting just before the Dragon Isles. So we'll have a bit of, uh, you know, leveling them up to get used to their play style and so on before we push them on into the Dragon Isles. Um, but it's it's a really cool looking race. I really enjoyed the process of creating my draft here. Um, and I'm very curious to see how playing the Evoker, um, either a healer or a DPS, probably DPS to be honest, uh, will be. Um, because yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a fun looking race. I just want to see the play of it and see how that feels. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the track fear. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I haven't played the, the alpha a lot. Um, kind of trying to just slowly ease myself into it, not let it overtake what I do day to day. Um, because in the past I have let... Uh, aspects of the game get in the way like that, and that's not good. So I, I think I talked about this back on the last episode. Just gonna quickly check to see if we actually mentioned that on the last episode. Probably, 
Are we talking about it? I, I, I don't recall. Anyways, um, so Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard. And the, the questions at the time, a lot of them were resolved around how will that impact on lawsuits? How will that impact on unionization? And we have more information on some of that, at least. Um, as far as I can tell, the lawsuits are still going forward, which is perfectly fine by me. They, they, they I feel, have merit and should be heard uh, and decided uh, in due course. Uh, as for the, uh, the acquisition by Microsoft, I feel like this is something that is overall going to be a positive, probably. So let me kind of explain the probably. I don't know Microsoft enough as a company and their ability to, to do the gaming thing. Um, as I recall, Bungie had a really strong relationship with Microsoft at one time. They also had a really, really strong relationship with Activision Blizzard at one time. And they don't really have that much of a relationship with either company right now, as far as I know. So that said, I mean, I'm not going to judge the uh, the purchase of the company uh, based on on that history. But I do want to see some better outlines of what to expect. Now, we are at, at, at the point where we are in the year. We are in, act, uh, in Microsoft's fiscal 2023. So anytime between now and June 30th, 2023, is when this could conclude. Uh, it could conclude next week. Probably not, though. It could conclude by Christmas, which is entirely possible. I, I, I would say it's a... As close to a 50-50 chance as anything. Um, there is some regulatory hurdles to overcome. But there is one thing that I I found very interesting. And that is that uh, one of the potential hurdles that could have, ha that could have been in the way uh, is not. So uh, back uh, mid-June, uh, Microsoft and the Communication Workers of America Union announced an agreement that would make it easier for employees of Activision Blizzard to unionize once the act once the acquisition is done. The deal basically says that Microsoft agrees to remain neutral in any kind of employee unionization efforts. They will not lobby against or for. It is up to the employees and they will choose, which is a very, very rare thing in unionization in any country. Because in general and there are very few instances otherwise, companies don't like unions because unions cost them more and complicate their lives. And employees like them because they get more out of it and an employee can't just toss them out for no reason. There needs to be a valid reason and you have people fighting for you in most unions. Not really my experience with unions, but that's beyond the point. I, I'm hopeful... Uh, that this agreement will lead to the unionization at Activision Blizzard. I want to see what a game company that has a union can put out. Now, there are some concerns that I'm sure some people out there have about what this means and what this could do. Totally understand that. Totally get it. And I'm with you. I'm with you. There, There is definitely some concerns. Um, one of the concerns I've heard people express on occasion is game companies use crunch to get games done on time. I have no doubt Activision Blizzard does that. Heard stories, heard the tales, no doubt they do this. But if there's any game company that has the potential to say, okay, so we are getting rid of crunch, we are getting rid of this idea that you have to be done at a certain time, 
and it's done when it's done. We're going back to the, the some of the founding principles of Activision or of the Blizzard company of it's done when it's done. Now, yes, uh, pre-orders for Dragonflight say by the end of the year. They push Adelons. They push Adelons after that, after its original by the end of date. So they can do it again. It's not comfortable. And they they they've had to issue some refunds, and that's not great. But they can do it. It is very possible and very easy to do. A union can help that happen, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's a positive thing. I'm hopeful that this will lead to positive change at Blizzard where employees have more control and more say, and it is less about the management making stupid decisions. Because I think the last two patches of Shadowlands have shown the positiveness and the positive impact that letting the developers develop does. We've seen so much positive reaction to quote-unquote fan service, but I don't care if it's fan service. They did what players want. They realized through force of will that they are not always right, and some of the lessons they've learned over the years were wrong. Hopefully, we can see that return. That's my hope. So, due to the agreement here, I'm assuming, I can't say for certain, but I assume due to the agreement, uh, the Communication Workers of America Union has sent a letter to the FTC, who is one of the bodies that needs to agree to the, the merger, saying they fully support this. They support the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft, and they feel that at, due to the labor neutrality agreement, they they will give players or give employees a seat at the table and the ability to have more of a say in how things are going post acquisition. Unions don't tend to have these kind of opinions, and if they do, they often are negative of acquisition because acquisition tends to mean laying off people and people losing their jobs and all kinds of difficulty for essentially the union's bosses or or the, rep the people they represent at the very least. But this union is saying, no, we, we think this is a good thing um, with the agreements we have with Activision or with Microsoft for as it looks towards Activision. Uh, we feel that this is something that that is is a positive and will help uh, our potential members. So, yeah, um, it's great to see some positive come out of this. So, I mean, that's 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 kind of the major news that I want to talk about today. Um, if you want to see some of the so many options for uh, models uh, for the Dragonflight Alpha, please do check out uh, M1 Champion. They have a massive gallery um, for both the uh, humanoid visage and the dragon or the, the draconic visage of both male and female. Uh, oh, sorry. Body Tape 1 and Body Tape 2 uh, for the Dragonflight Alpha. Um, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like, just the insane amount of options. Like, if you were to print this out, it'd probably be three or four pages of options. Uh, of images of different styles and different things you can change on your Drek here. Um, it, it is absolutely insane. I definitely recommend checking it out. And I, I'm very curious. Um, other things uh, I want to kind of mention about the... Um, uh, about... The Dragonflight Alpha uh, again. They changed it from male to male and female to body type one and or body one and body two. Um, so moving away from gendered names for the the uh, the options. They also have 
data mine that there may be a, an option to set your pronouns. So if you want uh, to set pronouns, you can. I don't believe this can be required. It's just an option. And uh, it's one of those, great if you want it. If you don't care, it doesn't matter. It's not going to impact your gameplay. It's not taking away from any development for stuff you care about. It's just an option for those who care about it. Um, there's lots of changes for talents as the talent trees are going to be getting a major change in this expansion. Uh, I recommend you check out those that apply to what you are, are into. Um, there's lots of interviews around the alpha for for those who want to consume that, in, that information. Um, I haven't read that much on it uh, simply because um, I haven't really paid too much attention on the development side of things of what's been said over the duration. So I can't really say like what's changed or what's different. Um, just kind of what they're saying at this point. Um, and um, yeah, there's lots of information about Dragonflight. There's lots of things that this is going to change. Um, there is one thing uh, that I feel that I want to talk about. Uh, and this kind of leads into the, the pen we put in earlier uh, in a topic. Um, Dragonflight. Will I play it? And what does it mean for the show? So, I am admittedly conflicted. I really like what I see. Plain and simple, I really like what I see. It looks like a fun expansion to me. I have an issue, and I don't know how to resolve that issue. So, for those who are longtime listeners of all things Azeroth, you will know my shelves are full of collector's editions. I have the Vidala one, I have the Crusade one, the Wrath one, the Cataclysm one, the Mists one, the... Warlords, Legion, um, I can't remember the expansion that had Culturans in it was. <laughs> uh, I have that one. I have the 15th anniversary, and I have uh, the Shadow one. Um, I even have two Diablo 3 ones. Um, it has been a long road to build this collection up, and uh, I don't know how to feel inside for the realization that this may be the end of that collection because and 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 please if if you have information other than what i'm seeing here uh please let me know um as far as i'm aware the only way to get the collector's edition for dragonflight is through blizzard themselves i have reached out to people at blizzard to try and confirm this and last i heard the only answer i got was as of this time, there is no plans to make the collections available in source. This leads me to the unpleasant reality um, that what I would have paid $130 before locally, not only is it more expensive now at $172 from Blizzard for, I would say, an a collection edition that ma uh, matches the contents of the Shadowlands one. Uh, you get your game key for the Epic Edition, the art book, a mouse pad, a, a pin set, um, and, and all the content that comes with the, the Epic Edition. You get all of that. Oh, and 30 Days of Game Time, which is part of the Epic Edition. However, the problem I have is when I put this into the the gear store, uh, which Blizzard relaunched. I, I may have mentioned that in the last episode because it was probably fairly new at the time. Uh, they're no longer with Fanatics, so if you hate Fanatics, yay, I'm on your side there. But um, the problem that I have is that shipping from Blizzard would be about $50. The 
didn't pay shipping before because I bought it locally. I bought it at my local EB Games, which is now GameStop. And I I'm really disappointed in this decision. It is their game. They can decide what to do with it. I get to decide if I want to pay for it. So assuming that this is going to remain their position, um, I have a decision to make. Do I accept the death of my my collection edition collection, but still play World of Warcraft? The other option is, do I quit World of Warcraft? Do I quit this game that has been part of my life for almost 20 years? Do I do that over something like this? It's a hard choice. I'd love to know what you guys all think about this, of this decision. Uh, and um, any other collection edition collectors out there, I'd love to know your thoughts. And as quote-unquote an influencer, there's a chance they might send me one for free. They've done that before. Doubt it, because I haven't <laughs> done much content in the last year. Uh, maybe four episodes of the show in the last year. In the end, the question I have to figure out for myself is whether this hill is where I want to quote-unquote die on. Is this the, the, the place that I want to say, okay, that's my choice. I'm done. I won't pay their price to order from them. I, I simply will not. If it was, if, if that price was what I got it from my local store from, I, I, I would have to think long and hard on that because $172 is a lot of money, but the show could probably help me with that. Now, at the end of the year, there's enough months that could probably put together the money for that. But almost $250 Canadian with shipping, I don't know if I can justify it. I've never been a huge fan of the move over to digital. And I, I've, every expansion, talked to my local game stores and seen the sadness and disappointment they felt as more and more companies move to Steam and Epic or their own digital platforms for delivering games. And more and more customers went away from the boxes and to the digitals. And the death of the Midnight Release Party, where I can remember back in 2004, being a part of WoW Radio at the time, and the, the sheer happiness of here reporting from there of thousands of people lining up at a Fry's in California coming from Arizona and Texas and Florida even to be there for that, to be there for the launch party for World of Warcraft in November of 2024 or 2004. And to see the death of that in this move over to digital makes me sad. It makes me sad that people for this expansion, less and less people will have that physical copy. I still go into those boxes from 2004 and 2005 or seven or whatever the heck year Burning Crusade launched. I still go into those sometimes and look at the old stuff in them. There's stuff in those boxes that literally has never been used. I've never used any of the mouse pads because I don't enjoy mouse pads, but I still have them. They're still there. They are still a part of my history in this game. And to think to myself that that collection will end makes me very sad. I even went out and got the, the 15th anniversary one. Big ass statue and everything. And now it shadowlands me the last one. I hope Blizzard will will reconsider, will change their minds, and give game stores that option. I hope so. I really do. But I don't know. And that's a concern for me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know that this will cause me to quit WoW and thus end the show, but it'll definitely impact on my decision going forward. And as I've said with so many other games in my life, Pokemon Go, WoW, Diablo, all the games I've ever played, Farmville even. Vote with your wallets. If you don't like what a company is doing, vote with your wallet. 
I gotta vote with my wallet. If I don't like what they're doing, vote with my wallet. But what does that mean for my life in the game? I don't know. It's a hard decision for me. I don't know what the decision th process was for them, but I'm gonna keep putting pressure on them to reconsider, to change their minds. And I'm hopeful that that'll happen. Because I know I'm not the only collection collector out there who isn't in America and will be very hurt by this price. There are collectors in Australia where the price is three times what it was for the last collector's edition. Because not only is it conversion to their dollar, which is roughly the same as Canadian, but the shipping price is astronomical for Australia. What's their choice? They want to keep collecting, they have to pay this price. And that's initiated by Blizzard. We'll have to wait and see. Let's see if they change their mind, see if they reconsider, if they realize um, that they are harming or, or impacting their players in, in very negative ways because of this decision. We'll have to wait and see. Um, do, uh, of course, let us know on Twitter at all things as, um, uh, please, of course, do let us know in the comments below for the show posting on all things as um, and, uh, yeah, uh, no question of the week this week because didn't know I was doing a show until like two days, two days ago. Um, don't know when the show will be. Uh, I've enjoyed doing this. So that's a good start. Been a while since that's happened. Uh, the idea of doing a podcast about World of Warcraft has not been a very, um, positive thought in my head and i feel like there's gonna be a lot of very fun things to talk about with hopefully a lot less of the unpleasant things so um yeah uh, also show at allthingsastrop.com uh great place to reach out to us and uh yeah um if you if you want to support the show um and and think it's worth it uh patreon.com slash allthingsas is still our patreon i appreciate those who stayed members of the patreon uh, it's helped me keep the site up um, and keep those shows available for, for people who are new to the show or coming back to the show to listen. And I, I do hope that if we get closer to Dragonflight, I'll be more encouraged to talk about the game and that the show will, will have a longer life. Um, currently the longest active show in the in the business. So here is hoping that, um, that 745 won't be too far down the road. Uh, you know, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of more alpha content. Cheers.